Ah, the great outdoors. What better way to enjoy a summer vacation than unplugging from the daily grind by getting back to basics and enjoying Mother Nature? Grand adventure and maximum relaxation are out there waiting for you under the stars. That is, as long as you bring the bug spray. Gather around the campfire, kiddos. This is Wayback Attack. Welcome to Wayback Attack. My name is Brian Grantham, and sitting across the campfire from me is Preston Burt. Preston, are you ready to sing Kumbaya? Anytime, every time, as long as uh, I'm not doing it outside. Yeah. <laughs> Keep me inside. I'm an indoor kid. Oh, yes, totally. Me too. <laughs> um, camping under the artificial stars. Um, you know, the only time I've really camped indoors was in the dinosaur exhibit at the Museum of Science and Industry, and it was the best <laughs> night of camping I've ever had in my life. Uh, well, I'll share some more of my camping experiences uh, later on the episode, but I'm glad to be here. Um, thank you to those of you who are watching live. We are trying something new and streaming live on YouTube mm-hmm. for the first time. Um, our videos will always be saved off. You can check them out later, and we have a podcast version that you can check out on your favorite podcast app. Um, but yeah. This uh, episode, we're actually recording a day late because last night was uh, pretty treacherous weather and you're mm-hmm. in some tough and winding roads. Um, and, you know, we we're doing camping talk and I was like, I don't want to be driving <laughs> and rain and talking about camping stuff and ghost stories and things. And who knows what will happen that night? It's, it's a dangerous combination. So I know. Well, at least there's not as many animals in the yard when you leave now at this time of year as, as there <laughs> is right. during the, the winter seasons. That's so. right. That's right. Uh, well, what has been going on with you lately, man? Uh, so for me, um, I actually made a trip up to Gastonia, North Carolina. Um, some friends of mine had told me about uh, this place up there. Um, gosh, I can't remember the name of the place now. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a game, play, game alley, uh, ret- retro alley, something like that. I don't know. But they told me about it uh, and said that they buy um, pops up there, and I was like, looking to offload some stuff and i said oh cool do they do they do they buy uh like loose pops and they're like yeah i think so so i took all my loose pops up there and then luckily i brought some uh some box ones as well and um is took, it back in time collectibles nope not that place <laughs> <laughs> i think it's like it's something alley i feel like okay. it's something alley. um but uh they did not buy loose pops uh, no. but luckily i brought some some ones that were still in boxes man they got a lot uh, or they gave a lot for trade credit. I was shocked. It, like I got 70 from what I brought, I wound up getting like $75 worth. And, uh, and oh, this place was amazing. Like I, I sent you some pictures from some of the GI Joe stuff that they have. And like that GI Joe section, they have a section just as big for like transformers, just as big for masters of the universe. Wow. Um, it's like all kinds of collectibles. They sell video games and then they have like, tabletop a tabletop area and stuff like that's that. that's so cool and, and seemingly such a random place mm-hmm. um while you were talking i did some googling and i looked up gastonia toy store is it called adam and eve no oh <laughs> what's a that different type of toy store. <laughs> oh okay sorry never mind uh, no i think it's called gamers alley i think okay. is what it's called. I don't know. but uh but yeah they get i wound up getting a um arcade one-up stool uh a pac-man stool Sweet. i've been wanting one of those pac-man stools for a while and i refused to pay the amount of money that they charge for that. At yeah, Walmart, so. yeah. Are they sturdy like the ones that I have in my arcade? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wish they swiveled. They don't swivel. Oh yeah. So um, that's that's kind of a bummer. But you know, I already have a a, a turtles one, mm-hmm. and then and so the Pac Man one goes well. Um, and then also, uh, so you know, I think last episode we talked about how I got my lawnmower back. Yeah. Finally went to go start mowing the yard. And it doesn't work. Shut the front door. <laughs> dude. I was like, it worked for like a minute, and then it and then like the blade stopped working. And I was like, oh, the belt, the belt, like somehow for some reason the belt's bad. And, I, and they did replace something that had to do with the belt. So I was like, man, they screwed something up. So I went today and I bought a new belt, put it in. And it's not the belt. The the old belt did have some wear on it, but it still didn't work. So. Oh gosh, Brian, you, this is a <laughs> calamity of errors here. I know. I'm, a I'm getting, comedy of errors. I'm getting to the point where I I need to hire somebody to come do yeah. some yard work <laughs> for help. me. So. Oh, that's gratitude. It, oh. it was someone in the uh, Heather in the chat says Gamers Alley. Okay, good. Uh, so it, it also turned out the guy at, at Gamers Alley asked me. He was like, 
he was like, oh, so where are you? He saw my ID. And I was like, oh, wow. Oh, you're, you're pretty far drive, huh? And I said, yeah. So what else are you doing up here? I said, nothing, just came to sell some pops. And he was like, wow. And then I texted my sister and I said, hey, you live somewhere around here, right? And she did. She like lived like right down the road. And so she came and hung out. And I said, I said, well, it turns out my sister lives up here too. So it all worked out in the end. Yeah, you messaged me. I was like, did you send me those pictures without any context? Like, where is this? You're like, it's a toy store in Alabama. What are you doing there? Selling some pops. What? It was like the longest trip to go sell some pops. Yeah. But, oh, well. Um, well, I don't know what you had planned, but last show we, um, had a milestone that we wanted to celebrate. We didn't get a chance to do it. Did mm -hmm. you have that prepared right now? A milestone? Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, hold on. I'd stretch a little bit. Oh, okay. I'll try. Um, so like we said, this is, uh, our first show on YouTube and, um, we normally do this every two weeks. So if you're just checking us out, um, check us out on Tuesday nights, um, every other week. And we also have a bonus Patreon show um, exclusive for subscribers once a month. And that leads us into our milestone that we have to celebrate. Well, yes. not a milestone, but a celebration. Yes. So last last episode, I forgot to um, to celebrate uh, someone that went, went to our Patreon, patreon.com, um, patreon.com slash waybackattack. Uh, and uh, they signed up for the Flashback Fiend level. And so that person is Sean Ash. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks, Sean. Sorry about uh, forgetting last episode, but uh, so I figured we'd throw it in at the beginning yeah. of this episode. So. Perfect. Uh, so you can check us out. You got a lot of perks there and uh, a bonus show, like we said. But now to the topic at hand. Mm -hmm. Brian, you mentioned at the top of the show that you are more of an indoor kid like me. Yes. Describe to me your one and only camping experience. <laughs> Uh, so, in more detail. So I was, uh, we actually talked, uh, I talked about a little bit, uh, not too long ago, um, but, uh, you know, I was in Cub Scouts, and one of the things that we did for Cub Scouts was we went to the Museum of Science and Industry and spent the night in the dinosaur exhibit that they had there. And so... Um, what city? Uh, this was in Tampa, Florida. Cool. And so, um, dude, it was awesome. Like, being, I don't know, six, seven, yeah. and then like sleeping with all these dinosaurs hanging out with you and stuff like that i wouldn't be able to sleep in that like i mean it sounds cool but as a kid just the, being out of the ordinary and knowing that like those f creepy figures are off in the distance mm -hmm. somewhere mm -hmm. and then thinking about like mummies coming to life and stuff <laughs> dude I, I mean my mind would wander out I, I don't know if that would be scarier or if the woods would be scarier the woods no the, definitely the woods yeah the woods, <laughs> like, the woods are there's, so there, was, there were no bugs and it was air conditioned yeah yeah <laughs> Um, well, uh, I have been camping. I have been legit camping before. Mm -hmm. Oh, and I'm doing a very poor job of introing this segment, but <laughs> we're talking about this tonight because this is, uh, our theme for the show. We tend to do topics around a particular theme, um, and tie it from something that's happening now currently, um, to stuff that we remember from way back, hence the name way back attack. So this is part of our summer series. We're Last year, we did a segment of four episodes that were devoted to summer fun, and uh, we have those on our back catalog if you want to check those out. But this is part two of our summer series this year, mm -hmm. and I figure, you know, what are things that people do during the summer? Not necessarily things that we do during the summer, but there are things that people do, mm -hmm. and one of those is taking trips and going camping. So my camping experience, I've, I've been camping a handful of times. I've been camping like with uh, a friend when I was young, like in their backyard. Uh, I've been with family. I've been on little like youth adventure trips. Mm -hmm. uh, it's miserable every time. It's awful. Um, I really don't like it. I Because one, I hate the bugs. Mm -hmm. I enjoy sitting around the campfire, but then I hate, hate, hate smelling like smoke, mm -hmm. you know? And like, you can't get it out. Right. I mean, you're, you're just covered and done. And then when you go to sleep, you're, you're comfortable. But then that wet, that, that temperature drops and you wake up at four in the morning, freezing your butt off. I don't care if it was a hundred degrees mm -hmm. earlier in the day, four in the morning, you are miserable and cold. And if it's rained, it's even worse. Oh, yeah. you, you know, the dew point drops and you've got dew everywhere. And if you didn't bring a, 
you know, like a tarp or something under there. You're feeling it through the sleeping bag. And the sleeping bags back then weren't as insulated as no, they are nowadays. No, yeah, yeah if, if we were sent out on a trip to go camping, mm-hmm. it was not with something from REI. It was right. with, you're lucky if it was like a name brand Coleman or something, but usually it was like your Empire Strikes Back <laughs> faux sleeping bag mm-hmm. uh, made out of tissue paper and uh, bubble gum. Yeah. I, I had the same sleeping bag for like years like i couldn't even tell you but because I, I used to do a lot of like you know i used to go to the ymca and do a lot of things there and so they would do a, like a lot of lock-ins and that kind of thing and uh so i i used my sleeping bag all the time um i just i just never did it outside Ugh, yeah it's i can see the appeal for some people but but not for me but mm-hmm. that said we've done our due diligence and we are going to be talking about some of our uh, favorite memories of camping. Uh, not going to camp. We have an episode for that already. If you want to talk about nice structure. I can do going to camp. Mm-hmm. Like it, an actual like uh, cabin and well, activities. Well, well, we already did going to I camp. I know. I'm saying I, I yeah. can do that. Oh, yes. Personally. That's okay. fine. Personally, I'll do that. Um, but this particularly is it's tent camping, gathering around the fire, sleeping under the stars. Um and there are some hits and misses along the way. So, Brian, you got something to talk about next? Uh, I do. Uh, but real quick before we get to that, did you want to talk <gasps> about... Oh, thank you. Yep. Yes, thanks for reminding me. Um, before we do our actual topics, I did want to give a shout-out to our bi-weekly retro trivia night on Friday night. The folks at Retrofied Magazine, which Brian and I write for, um, over at Retrofied Mag dot com and on twitter at retrofied mag we have our own discord and every other friday night we have a awesome free-for-all 30 question retro trivia game uh for fun and prizes we had i don't know like 25 people last time Mm -hmm. um, and it's just growing every time and it's a lot of fun especially if you like retro stuff which if you're watching the show you probably do that's true It, it is it is a lot of fun and so uh, I recommend anybody that loves playing trivia to jump in on that Discord and get up on it. So, all right. Now that that is said, yes, I love that you gave me a PSA uh, because I've got someone that's got one for you. It only takes a careless moment to turn this. Don't let forest fires be your fault. Make sure your fire is dead out. Remember, only you can prevent forest fires. All right, Smokey the Bear. An all-time classic. All-time classic. But I got a question for you, Preston. Um, What's his name? What? What's his name? Is it not Smokey? Well... Say the whole thing. Smokey the Bear. It's not his name. What is it? That's a Mandela effect. It's Smokey. It's Smokey Bear. That's Smokey his name. Bear. Smokey Bear. Wow. So um, I love Mandela effects. And there's actually two of them pertaining to Smokey Bear, right? So one of them is that his name is actually Smokey Bear. Always has been for 75 years. Uh-huh. Number two is that I should have asked you to describe him before watching that. He has a... Hat. He has a hat, but uh. a lot of people remember red suspenders also. Oh. And he's never had red suspenders, but a lot of people swear that he Does has. he wear overalls? Nope. He just has jeans on, <laughs> had jeans and a in a forestry hat. Okay. <laughs> so, um, but... A bear magic mic. Yeah. So, <laughs> yes. Him and... Mm, I don't remember his name. The werewolf from True Blood. He's got like a... <laughs> oh, what? I don't know. I don't know his name. He's the handsome guy that everybody likes. But um, so in chat, we have people saying Smokey is Canadian. He actually is not. That was that was just a PSA from Canada. Uh, so Smokey Bear is an American campaign uh, that was he became the advertising icon for the U.S. Forest Service uh, and the wildfire prevention um, is the longest running public service announcement campaign for the United in the United States history. Uh, and. And. There's a whole bunch of different things, the United Ad Council and Forestry Commission, all this stuff. They all come together, came together to make Smokey Bear. Um, basically, 
he was just trying to get people to stop making forest fires. And in 1944, he started um, the slogan, Smokey says, <laughs> so Smokey says, care will prevent nine out of 10 forest fires. And then eventually it was changed to remember only you can prevent forest fires uh, three years later. In yeah, that's a little snappier. Yeah. A little snappier. So, uh, you know, you thinking all these, all these different like uh, councils and stuff would have come up with something better, but uh, you know, like it's, he's such uh such a huge figure when you think of the great outdoors. Right. Mm-hmm. So like to me, if you were to say like the great outdoors, it's Smokey bear. And then also the crying Indian guy. Yeah. And then my, my oldest child reminded me of one that I hadn't thought about in years. Mm-hmm. Woodsy the owl. Mm. Do you remember Woodsy the owl? Give a hoot. Don't pollute. There you go, mm-hmm. man. The ad council, they need, they need to step up their game because they used to have such great characters. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had, Woodsy, they had Smokey Bear, uh, and they even did the uh, that cheese wheel guy. The remember the guy that was singing about cheese? No. Okay, never mind. <laughs> Sing the song. No, I don't remember it. <laughs> I remember the incredible edible egg, but I think that's just the Egg Farmers Association yeah, yeah, yeah. of America or something. But those guys, they can get some <laughs> some snappy tunes going, some some memorable characters, and I mean, uh, Smokey's just one of the many. Mm-hmm. And I, it's cool too because they did a thing where. Um, it was years later. I think the, I didn't write it down. I think it was like in um, in the seventies or the fifties. It's one of those two time time periods. Um, there was an actual uh, like a baby black bear that was. There was some forest fire, and the news a news crew was there like filming it. And there was a baby black bear in a tree, uh-huh. and he fell out of it or whatever. Ooh. He wound up being okay, but they named him like he was originally called something dumb, and then they renamed him as Smokey Bear, and he and he put it, put some pants on him. Yeah, he was rehabilitated <laughs> at some like zoo or something, and then they had uh, they they made pamphlets that they gave out with him in it. So he, it was the real life Smokey Bear. So cool. Yeah. So. Uh, do they bear. still use him? They do. Okay. In fact, uh, there was a new commercial where some guy was burning leaves in his front front yard, and he went inside, and one of his neighbors came over to like berate him about it, and then um, he like so he he opens the door and he just sees Smokey Bear, and he's like, I can't believe you left these these fires or this fire burning in your front yard. He's like, I just came inside for a second just to get something <laughs> to drink, and he's like, you, one second's all it takes, and then he's like, okay, thanks, Smokey, and then and then he sees his neighbor, so. Wow. Now he's CG. Oh, yeah. Well, he needs to step it up a little bit because the wildfires have been crazy. But I guess wildfires are different than man-made like camping fires. Mm-hmm. But still. So so we have someone saying, I hanker for a hunk of cheese. That's what it is. I couldn't remember it. <laughs> hanker for a hunk of cheese. <laughs> was this for the cheese farmers? Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, sure. The yeah. dairy farmers, I guess. It was great. And then they had that little um, uh, – Firefly that would fly around mm-hmm. for the electric Lu- company. Louis, Louis the lightning bug. I mean, the, hit after hit after hit we had. I, I had a lot of stuff like 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 not memorabilia, but like you know a frisbee with Louis the lightning bug. Like Louis the lightning bug was huge back then. See, this is the problem when the U.S. government steps in, <laughs> they, they 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 stop making people market towards kids. So. Oh man, we had such good times. Joe back Camel, then. he was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh good. Good night. All right. Well, uh, Brian's is happy and fun, and my first pick is what I think about when I think of the woods. So uh, enjoy. This is my home, which I am leaving the comforts of for the weekend to explore the Blair Witch. I can see you. I'm real excited about this. Thank you for I'm the opportunity. I'm very glad. This area's been haunted by that old woman for oh, years. Yeah. I don't know why you have to have every conversation on video. Because we're making a documentary. Not about us getting lost. We're making a documentary about a witch. I don't. Lost? Admit that first. No, I know we're not lost. They're all over the place. But how do we know it was people? Well, even if it wasn't, I'm not going to play with that either. And it's all because of me that we're here now. (laughs) Hungry. And cold. And hunted. I just want to apologize to Mike's mom and Josh's mom and my mom. Tell me where you are, Josh! That's a far cry from Smokey the Bear. I guess so. Fun and friendly, <laughs> uh, murderous and nightmarish. 
Blair Witch. So <laughs> I wanted to talk about this just because one, uh, they actually do camp, so there's a tie in there. They're mm-hmm. out in the woods. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, this is a little bit newer than than stuff that we talk about most of the time. This this is a movie that came out in 1999 in uh, January of 1999, mm-hmm. and it it was everything that I feared about the woods. And every time I would go into the woods to to camp, the, the unknown. Mm-hmm is like totally freaked out it, it, it made me totally freak out so this is like the personification almost of, of that fear and i watched that in when it premiered mm-hmm. and it was one of the scariest things i've ever seen in my life you saw it in theaters i saw it in theaters mm-hmm. and i've never seen it again i've seen this movie once yeah you know so my mom and i both we went and saw it in theaters and i i liked it she hated it i think it made her motion sick yeah but um but yeah i i thought you know I think that the coolest thing about this movie is that how small of a budget it had mm-hmm. and how much of an impact it made in horror, right? Yeah. Because like there had been found footage movies before, mm-hmm. but like once this took off, like this this did so well, like you started seeing them all the time. Right. Yeah, this really helped like revitalize that genre. Mhm. And if for some reason you've been living under a rock, you have no idea what this movie's about, basically it's three film students supposedly went missing looking for an urban legend uh, a local legend called the Blair Witch in the woods and only the footage that they filmed was found Mm -hmm. hence the name found footage and um, this is what we see happen to them and their experience and what Brian talked about earlier his mom getting sick Mm -hmm. part of the controversy was that the film was handheld it wasn't shot like in a steady cam or Mm -hmm. anything like that and so if you were prone to motion sickness, I remember there were people in the theater that got up and left because I'm sure they were feeling really sick. People are throwing up in the aisles. Yeah. yeah that was like a, a selling point for the exorcist. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this one is what Brian, like Brian mentioned, it was a really, really, really low budget. And until the movie paranormal activity, mm-hmm. it held the record for the highest return on uh, an initial budget originally the budget was something like sixty-five thousand dollars, and that was what they shot it with now granted post-production cost later was like i don't know five hundred thousand dollars or more that's crazy so it's still a lot but like less than a million to make a movie that they sold at sundance for 1.1 to artisan Mm -hmm. and then it had a wide release and it made over 248 million dollars at the box office Mm -hmm pretty nice take. it was like four thousand times its investment mm-hmm. i mean it's crazy yeah so um if you like this m- movie i've plugged this book before but this is a great book it's called uh best movie year ever and the very first chapter in this book is all about the blair witch project and the making of um and the book itself is all about how 1999 was the greatest year in film in modern history because of how innovative and varied and original all these different movies were like the matrix and uh election boys don't cry fight club sixth sense iron giant uh office space being john malkovich tons of great stuff but i love that the the first movie that they mention is of course the blair witch project Mm -hmm. and you know uh blair witch actually had um i think last year a video game come out Really? Yeah. Well, I know. I mean, so they've had Blair Witch 2, Book of Shadows, which basically had nothing to do with the original mm-hmm. one. Then they had not the Blair Witch Project. They had Blair Witch come mm-hmm. out in 2016. Um, so it's still a recognized property. You know, um, People still still like it. But one of the reasons I wanted to talk about it, not just for the movie itself, was because it was ingenious for utilizing the found footage, but also ingenious for its marketing campaign. Mm-hmm. It had one of the first online marketing campaigns that really helped elevate the movie because people hadn't learned yet. I mean, well, let's be honest. They haven't, a lot of people still haven't learned (laughs) that what they read on the internet is not true, Mm -hmm. but it was presented almost as if this was a real thing. And if you're not familiar with the area, then you don't know that there really wasn't some urban legend for the area of the Blair Witch. And that these people who you've never heard of before, because they use actors and actresses that were pretty much unknown Mm -hmm. 
so you've never seen them and they use their real names um, show the the website for Blair Witch back in 1999 cutting edge at the time folks <laughs> but yeah they, they put that up there and it says you know these are what the sheriff this is what the sheriff found and these are the pictures they took and you know you're led to believe that this was a real thing and mm-hmm. am I watching a documentary I don't know mm-hmm. what's going on but there was there was enough because the budget was so low and also I, I assume that they had designed it this way but there was enough um, in en- enough left up to the imagination that because there wasn't some scary monster that you saw like hunting them through the woods or whatever mm-hmm. it's believable it makes it even more believable that it's a real thing yeah you know and so it, it's kind of you know I think that the next big found footage movie was probably Cloverfield like right there were other ones that came out there's like a UFO a- the alien autopsy one and stuff like that um, but you know Cloverfield was a found footage which was smart because it was phone cameras right um, but you know you had a big monster in that one so obviously it's not real we yeah. know New York wasn't you know attacked by a giant monster so. yeah well I read that the filmmakers they wanted to make a movie like this because to them watching a monster movie was not as scary as watching a documentary about mm-hmm. you know the, the, the what's that bottom creek something monster I don't know anyway you know documentaries were more scary because they seemed realistic so. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah anyway if you haven't seen it Check it out or don't. I don't blame you if it's too scary for you. Uh, that one's up there with Candyman for me as far oh, as first impression mm-hmm. of total fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, oh, God. It's hard to top Candyman. Uh, new Candyman coming out too. Maybe we'll have to do something with that. I, come to think of it, I don't know that I've, I don't know that I have camped after I saw Blair Witch Project. Mm-hmm. That might have been uh, the bookend of my camping experiences. <laughs> yeah in my life well you got to take the kids now oh and, no and, and, you I'm know what good. you know it'll be fun you take the kids camping and then i will haunt you guys oh while you're out there. wow that'll just be give great. me an idea of where you are and i'll find you it'll be <laughs> awesome so um you know if you uh bring like you know food and stuff like that too then um you won't have to worry about me but you might have to worry about our next uh our next person <laughs> Preston Yogi Bear, he's the uh, the perfect encapsulation of what goes on at national parks. At least that's what I thought growing up. <laughs> you were just looking for picnic baskets galore. Well, no, like I just assumed that this is what happens. Like you always hear about like bears getting in the trash and making uh-huh. sure you secure your food, and then it's perfect because like growing up, you see Yogi Bear stealing everybody's food. It makes perfect sense. So. <laughs> and they wear hats and ties while they do it. Yeah. Well, hey, he's he's a classy guy. So what can I say? I'll be honest, Brian. I'm glad you put this on the list because a lot of people have fond memories for Yogi Bear, but mm-hmm. Yogi Bear was always like C tier. Oh, really? Oh yeah, no good. It's it's funny because like um you know there's yogi bear has been around forever like uh 1958 was where he made his first appearance uh so like finding intros to different cartoons that he was in um was cool because like this is the one that i remember as a kid like i i specifically remember the part where he's like on the plank of wood like like vibrating and stuff because like when i was watching it i was like oh yeah i know i I specifically remember this part so um but it's crazy because he you know hanna-barbera 
they used to do like a lot of shows that had tons of characters in them, right? Like wacky races and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so Yogi Bear was actually a spinoff from another show. Um, Huckleberry Hound had a show, the yeah. Huckleberry Hound show, and Yogi Bear was on that show, and he wound up being so popular that they created, uh, he, they created his own show for him. And some some of the stuff that they did with um, with this character and, and other characters they had, you know, you brought it up, the hat and the collar. Um, they that's they did that for a reason. So Yogi Bear has a collar, and what it did is it made it to where they don't have to draw as many frames of animation because the collar is static. So all they have to do is just the head. Oh, and that's or smart. The, and and so like it made it to where instead of doing like it was at fourteen thousand drawings for a seven minute cartoon is what it took for Whoa. a normal character. For him, it was only two thousand. I say fourteen thousand or fourteen hundred. I meant fourteen thousand. Okay, cool. Yeah. So for him, so for him, because of the collar, it's only two thousand because they're just having to do the head. Wow. So what a bargain. I know, man, and that's what allowed Hanna Barbera to like make the impact in cartoons that they did back then, uh, and become so popular was because they were able to crank stuff out at such a rate uh, that that really, man, like I don't know, like I think the Hanna Barbera, you know, for a long time they were so popular they even had like a section at. Universal Studios. I haven't been in so up so long, but you know, like Hanna Barbera was like a big part of that theme park. Oh no doubt, no so. doubt. Hanna Barbera was huge, but it's it's older. It was dated, you mm-hmm. know. When the Transformers and GI Joe were showing, and then you go to Hanna Barbera, it was a distinct, you know, mm-hmm. shift. Mm-hmm. You could tell that it was a little dated, and it just wasn't as it wasn't as funny to me. Uh, are you a uh, Boo Boo fan? Um. Nah, like I feel like Boo Boo is like along the lines of Scrappy Doo. That's what I. Yeah, yeah that's I got the vibe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think he's a little divisive. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> one of my sisters dated a guy that could do a perfect Boo Boo. Um, he would. He would. He had an okay Yogi, uh, but his Boo Boo was really good. What's your What's your Yogi? Hey Boo Boo. Hey Boo Boo. <laughs> so, um, sorry Yogi. <laughs> it's little, little sorry Yogi. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Two out of five stars. <laughs> Awful. Um, all right. So this is how big um, Yogi Bear was. They actually have um, Jellystone because that was the park. It uh-huh. was yellow, like a play on Yellowstone. They have Jellystone Park uh, camping parks and around the it, when i did the research it looked like they were mainly in the southeast and there's one that's actually not too far away it's only two hours from us so maybe you can go camping there oh my gosh but it's all themed yogi bear like and you can get like official yogi bear merchandise um some of them some of the bigger ones i think are in the carolinas uh, or tennessee and they have like theme park type of like like not rides but like a water park and stuff like that mm-hmm. um but uh so you have that and then um, one of the reasons that I picked Yogi Bear was because they they tried to reinvent him. Do you remember Yo Yogi? No. No. So Yo Yogi was a, a cartoon that, that I think it was only on for one season in the nineties, and it was like a young Yogi Bear that had like a backwards hat on. And what? He was Yo Yogi. I wish I would have done a video oh, for man. it. Oh man! But um, the reason it pertains to us is they're actually doing a new yogi bear show called jellystone exclamation point uh and it's going to be on hbo max because they're doing all the cartoon stuff now and it's the first official series since uh yo yogi (laughs) and um it's gonna have so many people it's gonna have uh i don't know i'm not gonna name them all there's tons of people in it and um it's going to uh, it's going to have be the first time that they've done it since uh, William Hanna and Joseph Barbera died in 2001 2006. So and it's coming out this year on HBO Max. So wow, I know, I'm excited I'll, I'll, for it. I'll, I'll see how it changed. Man, like I I bet it's gonna be awesome. And and the reason like I'm in my head because there's no footage of it, but in my head I'm assuming the characters look like modern day. Like if you've seen the Mickey mouse cartoon that come that the recent one, that's kind of like Ren and Stimpy, you mm-hmm. know, like it has like a classic look, but it's obviously modern. Um, and the characters look similar to that. So I'm hoping that the comedy, cause that Mickey mouse, those Mickey mouse cartoons are amazing. And I'm hoping that the, the jelly stone will have the same type of humor. So I'm, I'm excited for it. I'll give it a shot because I watched the movie, you know, they made oh, a, yeah, yeah. A, a Yogi bear movie. Uh-huh. And it wasn't too bad. Mm-hmm. You know, 
when you have kids, you're trying to look for anything family friendly, even if you don't personally want to watch it. And uh, I, I remember thinking, this is better than I thought it would be. Who who famous was in it? Uh, oh. he's, he's kind of problematic now, but oh. T.J. Miller is in it. Mm. Okay, uh, and I forget who else. Did he shoot people? I feel like T.J. Maybe Miller. Uh, Jerry O'Connell was in it. Oh, okay, yeah, I know him. <laughs> and that's a good transition. <laughs> hey, thanks for playing with Yogi Bear. Let's go to my pick. All right. We talked into the night. The kind of talk that seemed important until you discover girls. All right, all right. Mickey's a mouse. Donald's a duck. Pluto's a dog. What's goofy? If I can only have one food for the rest of the all right, we're trying not to get demonetized by showing too many of that, much of that clip. If you were just listening to that, could you identify the movie? I don't know. It may have been hard, but that was from Stand By Me, an all-time classic. Brian, are you a fan of Stand By Me? It is the best Stephen King movie. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. And, you know, it's directed by Rob Reiner. He's a fantastic filmmaker. Mm-hmm. It's got an all-star cast of kids who were kids back then. Mm-hmm. Um but would go on to bigger and, and better things, a lot of them. Um, one of them being Jerry O'Connell, which we just, <laughs> yeah. just talked about, who may or may not have been in the Yogi Bear movie. <laughs> I don't know. Haven't checked. But uh, was certainly in this movie. Will Wheaton, River Phoenix, Corey Feldman, Jerry O'Connell, narrated by Richard Dreyfus, and also including um, Kiefer Sutherland. Mm-hmm. So yep. all, fantastic cast. And it's based on the short story, The Body by Stephen King, like you mentioned, takes mm-hmm. place in Castle Rock. Um, it was, you know, the if you haven't seen it, which I highly recommend you do, no no guilt if you haven't yet, but uh, it, you would enjoy it if you j- did check it out. It's about the, after the death of one of his friends, a writer, played by Will Wheaton, um, recounts a childhood journey with his friends to find the body of a missing boy, hence the name of the short story, The Body. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's... You know, take place, what, in the 60s, 50s? I forget. Mm-hmm. But uh, so it was nostalgic when it was made, kind of like if Stranger Things, it's kind of like Stranger Things right. is made now. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was just four kids going on an adventure to try to see something morbid and creepy. And it was really, really, really um, just kind of idyllic. It was yeah. really cool. Mm-hmm. If uh, if you've seen The Sandlot and have not seen Stand By Me, you would love Stand By Me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Um, they have all kinds of adventures. You know, obviously they're looking for a dead body. They have a bully that chases them, played by um, Kiefer Sutherland. There's a famous scene with leeches. Mm-hmm. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh! I'll save that for you if you haven't seen it. Um, but if you have seen it, then you already know how disturbing that is. There's a killer dog, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, there's emotional drama. Uh, it, it's great, but want to talk about the campfire scene okay so what we kicked off was them going around waxing poetic the way that kids do mm-hmm. about t- stupid topics like <laughs> daffy duck i mean donald duck and stuff um but then they say gordy you're you're a writer tell us a story mm-hmm. and so he weaves a yarn around the campfire no not of a ghost story but of something maybe more horrifying do you remember this part i don't <gasps> so I uh, included that clip rather than the other one because it was it's hard to find a good spot to show. But and pardon pardon my language, but it's about the story of Lardass. Oh, okay. Yes, I do remember this part. Okay. okay. Uh huh. And that's an unfortunately named character, but it plays into the story because people taunt this guy because of his weight, mm-hmm. and so to get revenge, <laughs> he purposely enters a pie eating contest. Mm-hmm. But before he does. He downs a whole bottle of castor oil and a raw egg, mm-hmm. chows down on five pies, <laughs> and then proceeds to vomit on on uh, the other competitors, which then proceed to vomit on everybody mm-hmm. else. It's catast- catastrophic. It's mayhem. You mentioned Sandlot earlier. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of the scene in the Sandlot when they all go and uh, do the chewing tobacco mm-hmm. before they go on the, the, the fairground mm-hmm. ride. And it's just upchuck everywhere. Yeah, and the thing that makes it better is it was like a cherry pie contest, and so it's just, it's just explosive. Oh yeah, uh, uh, explosive red projectile vomit. vomit. Uh-huh. 
Uh, it was actually blueberry pie. Oh, was it blueberry but pie? But thanks for thanks for playing. Um, <laughs> but I do have I do have some qualms about it. If you look closely at the pies, he goes down. You know, it's it's your hands behind your back, mm-hmm. face down in the pie, chowing down, and he goes, "I'm done with his first pie," mm-hmm. and he lifts his head up. And it's just like a little hole in the center. You can still see the whole pie. Like, I mean, I how, know it's a story, but still. How, I was going to say, how many pie eating contests do you think the kid had seen before he weaved this yarn? Who knows? Who knows? But I will say uh, <laughs> what's funny is there when they flash to the scene of him prepping for the, the contest beforehand, mm-hmm. he drinks this thing of castor oil. And the actor, chug, 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 chugs. And then he, you know, it's obviously like water or something. Mm-hmm. And so he finishes and he like gags, you know, like, oh, no, it's so gross. And then he takes a real egg, cracks the egg over his mouth, and it goes right into his mouth for real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you see that kid like really gag. He's, <laughs> it's so obvious that that was actually worse than, uh, than the castor oil that he did. But, yeah, great. I love that it was just, you know – it wasn't ghost stories. It was just something gross and disgusting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, great kid stuff, campfire stuff, mm-hmm. fun times. Yeah, I mean, the whole essentially that whole movie is camping because, you know, they're staying, they're in the wilderness almost the entire time from the moment that they decide to leave to go find the body. So, yep. So uh, I don't really have anything else to say. Let's see. Oh, I always tell you this stuff. It was $8 million budget. $48 million gross came out in August of 1986. Like I said, directed by Rob Reiner. So it's an all-time classic. It is rated R though. So surprising. for language and, mm. you know, adult themes and stuff like that. So while you may remember it fondly as like a great childhood classic, maybe watch it first before you watch it with your kids. Well, it was probably like one of those deals that it would have been PG-13 had... I don't remember. Probably. Gremlins was a Gremlins that, that yeah. was the last the last PG thirteen movie before they started doing the R stuff. So um, it probably would have snuck in there. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Well, um, my next pick is definitely a uh, rated R movie. <laughs> Once they were the problem. This is you. Your criminal past. They gave you to me. Now they are the solution. We clean up the park. Next come the streets. Now they're on our side. Let's take the man down. Band of the Hand. Rated R. Starts Friday at a theater near you. All right. Well, you might be wondering, Brian, what does this movie have to do with camping based off of that trailer? Yes. Please <laughs> please do elaborate. So growing up, man, I, this was one of the – it wasn't just like a movie that I liked a lot. This was a movie that was really big uh, with my family um, because it, it takes place in Miami and in the Everglades, right? And my, my older sisters thought the guys were just so hot and everything. And so – but it was also like a really awesome movie um, – Basically, the story is uh, these, like, group of delinquents. One of them – two of them are, like, the leaders of these, like, opposing gangs in Miami. One of them is this, like, high-class, like, coke dealer. Um, They're all, all, like, youths. Like, they're all – what they they, Youths? Yeah. I I was trying to think. (laughs) What are they called? Uh, I don't know. I don't remember what they're called. They're young. They're younger. They're kids. They're not adults, so they're not tried as adults. Tweens. So, so no, they're not tweens. They're like twinks. They're, they're probably older than eighteen in real life. But, anyways, they're all in youth jail. I don't know. Juvenile. Yes, attention? yes. They're all juvenile. They're <laughs> juvies. And um, so youth uh, prison. <laughs> you know, youth prison. That's where my cousin D'Angelo went. <laughs> so, uh, but he. Um, all right. So the two gang leaders. The high class coke dealer, the um, uh, there's this crazy kid that like he, he has like an abusive parent and he kills them in their trailer and then just like sits out front eating like snacks waiting for the cops to show up. I feel like, oh and then there's just like some like biker guy right and this is their last ditch effort to like reform them and like get them get them to not be criminals anymore and so um, the uh main person is Stephen Lang. He is, plays this like Native American 
person that has this youth program that he's been trying to get off the ground for years and it always fails and this is his last chance to get it to work and so the the cops drop all these kids off in the middle of the everglades and then um they he's like you have to learn how to survive like i'm going to teach you how to hunt how to fish you how to feed yourself how to clothe yourself how to make shelter and then you can survive and so they all have to work together and uh and survive out in the Everglades that's like the first like third of the movie uh eventually he just disappears one day and there's like a map with a mark on it and like they have to work together to get to that place and uh that place is like some kind of Native American like celebration that's going on and they show up like starving and everything and they wind up going to back to Miami and then like fixing up this old abandoned house and like starting like all this stuff starting a war with Lawrence Fishburne who is like this like guy that's his territory and so they start a war with him and his his gang to like clean up the streets of Miami. It's I feel awesome. like I don't need to see this movie because it feels like I've just gathered around the campfire oh, and listened to you tell me this tale. <laughs> I love this movie. I <laughs> what? Have, what? Explain the title to me. What is Band of the Hand? Band of the Hand. So, um, Are they so, in a rock band? No, Stephen Lang his like when he was in Vietnam that was like him and his like brothers were like the Band of the Hand and they would always do this thing. Oh like Band of Brothers but they had a little uh, handshake uh-huh. thing. And so okay. when uh, at some point in Miami, someone sees it. And so like these kids like start calling themselves the band of the hand. They're like, let's do it for whatever his name is. I don't know. It's awesome because I went to a thing where Stephen Lang was talking about Avatar. And I was like, oh, I wish I had some band of the hand merchandise to get him to sign. Because I'm sure it's something that he's like never has thought yeah, of. Yeah, he's signing Avatar left yeah. and right. And uh, I'm just like, hey, here's my vinyl. Could you sign this, please, Mr. Lang? So. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I I have the VHS tape of that, but I don't have... Oh, do you really? Yeah. I may have two copies. I'll give you one if I do. I I have it on DVD, and I have the soundtrack on vinyl. Well, (laughs) now I give you a VHS copy, so when you... You just keep it in your back pocket, so when you Mm. run into Stephen Lang in the future, Uh you'd be like, oh, there it is. (laughs) So... No, I haven't seen this movie. I, I, I'll have to check that one out. It's it's cool, too, because um, there's some great music in it. And the theme song uh, was written and performed by Bob Dylan, and he's backed by Tom Betty and the Heartbreakers. Oh, and so, cool. like, it's so weird because, like, I, I don't – I've never thought that this was, like, a big movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's got some big people in it, and, like, it seems like there was some money thrown behind it for, like, that kind of stuff. Well, you so. know, like – I feel like we're spoiled these days with so much content. Mm-hmm. I mean, if a movie was released back in the day, it was a big deal. Yeah, I guess that's true. You know, so I, I would say that it, even if it flopped, it was still, you know, mm-hmm. noteworthy to have all these people in it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I like the survival aspect of it. I, I, I do. I can see the appeal of it, mm-hmm. I, of kids getting dropped off and uh, kids getting dropped off and in the middle of nowhere. What's that show? Naked and Alone. Mm, yes something like that yeah but is is that real because like wasn't seth rogan on that oh i don't know i'm <laughs> sure it's fake all, all the reality stuff is fake but the appeal of that of just like only having you know your wits about you mm-hmm. um i love survival stories as a kid so even though it wasn't camping oh i should have talked one of my favorite books of all time <laughs> all-time favorite book is uh my side of the mountain mm-hmm. did you ever read that mm, never heard of it it's a Newbery Award winner, wow. so shout out to my librarian friends that, uh, and book reader friends that are listening or watching. But uh, it's about a kid who runs away, and he goes and lives off of the the wilderness all alone, mm-hmm. and how he f- figures out how to survive off of berries and roots, and he digs out a tree stump and lives in there and skins a deer hide for shell- for clothes, and it's crazy. So I can see the appeal of that. Mm-hmm. That's why I like the the camping, but in 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 my personal experience i'll leave it to others yeah. to do uh give me the cushy cozy warmth of nintendo mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's funny because like in my head you know i said i know i said that the everglade part was only like the first third of the movie in my head that's like half the movie and Paige is like because i've forced her to watch it like once a year like i watch it and she's like she's like, like it five is, minutes no she's like she's because i'm like yeah it's like half the movie she's like it is not like half the movie like so much of that movie just takes place <laughs> in miami and i was like oh okay well, whatever um but yeah man youths getting together and uh doing crazy things yeah which leads perfectly into my topic and you'll see why i forgot about the book because i was so focused on this childhood classic okay man we've been planning this camping trip for six months we all know what to bring but let's go over it one more time we have sea rations rabbit snares 400 foot rope plastic 
toilet paper, and two extra toilet paper for Steve. I'm just a regular guy. Why weren't you in school yesterday? I had my checkup. Everything was okay, wasn't it? Listen, I'm gonna die. Ma'am, we were just trying to... Kids, kids these days have no respect for other people's property. What are you doing with a machete? I thought your friend was a coyote sneaking up on me. You boys are in big trouble. I have a gun. And I'm gonna get you. Let's get out of here. Were you scared, Chris? Drink up. Let's roll. Oh my gosh, dude. I, <laughs> I purposely didn't watch that trailer before the show. Oh, that was so funny. Okay, so <laughs> if uh, you're just listening, that is the trailer for Little Marines from 1991. Mm-hmm. It was a straight-to-video release. I am I find it hard to believe if you didn't get that from just watching or listening <laughs> to the trailer. Um, and it is... It was one of my favorite rentals as a kid. Oh my gosh. I and <laughs> I think it was my first realization of like enjoying a movie that's so bad mm-hmm. it's good. Mm. I mean, I may have been aware of like of like uh Mystery Science Theater 3000 uh-huh. by that time, but you know, not with someone this was just my personal enjoyment of watching the movie without commentary. Mm-hmm. No jokes on top of it, just appreciating like Oh my gosh, this is so cringy. But at the same time, if I'm honest, secretly liking the movie for for what it showed. Like we talked about the Stand by Me. Uh-huh. This one, it was like an idyllic version of what I would like my friends to be like, what kind of adventures I'd like to have. Mm-hmm. Um, but as portrayed by by these <laughs> these these little marines. What so so you sent me um, a link and you said, hey, you don't have to watch the whole thing. Just like scrub around, just like watch certain parts and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, cool. And I was like, um, you know, we wound up calling off the show last night. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to watch the whole thing. Like I had it on when I was setting up for the show, but I was like, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to watch the whole thing. So a couple things. I'm bummed because I don't. Wait, wait. hold that thought. Okay. Let me let me read this. Okay. Let me read this synopsis first. Okay. And then you can give some critique. Okay. Because I doubt many people listening to this or watching this have ever heard of this movie. Uh-huh. And I don't blame you. So, Little Marines is an action-adventure comedy set in Little Rock, Arkansas. The film portrays a journey embarked upon by three boys across the woodlands near their hometown to spend a summer vacation together camping in the wilderness. The film lacks a traditional plot of other films and focuses more on the life of the three boys in general. It opens on the last day of school in Bryant, Arkansas, the audience is introduced to the three main characters leaving school and heading home to enjoy their summer vacation. They later meet up at Stevie's house and discuss the camping trip they're gonna they're planning on taking. The next morning, Chris, Noah, and Stevie head out on a bike to a remote campsite. Once there, they construct a teepee, gather firewood, swim, tell stories, reminisce, build a zip line, and have a semi-dangerous encounter with a hooligan named Snake, who temporarily terrorizes them with a paintball gun. So those uh, that is not the professional there, you can't find anything about this movie so this, someone wrote this mm-hmm. uh, this is not like the official uh, back of the box description well they left out the best part of the movie mm-hmm. which is <laughs> when they're still leaving town this guy pulls up in a corvette and he's like hey what you kids doing and they're like we're going camping he's like you want some of these and he has like just a bunch of joints in his hands they're like no way man we're too cool for that yeah we say no to drugs (laughs) And and it's so funny because i understand that john waters has made like actual like high like higher budget films with like actual actors and stuff but like the level of acting in this movie is like a pink flamingos or or something like that oh it's awful it's it i like i can't imagine that they had tryouts for anybody in this movie um but no here here's what i uh, so i've done a little bit of research okay and this is 
theorize because, like I said, there's not much information out there. I, I thought that you were in this movie when you were a child, and that's why you had me watch it. So yeah, you were, you were waiting for Preston to pop yes, up somewhere. I, for a second. I was like, is that Preston? Is he the Corvette guy? Like, he's oh not one gosh. of the kids. Uh, no. So there are three main characters in this one, and one of them is played. There's, there's Chris, mm-hmm. and he's played by a guy named Steve. Uh, Steve Landers, okay, Junior. Mm-hmm. So I, I looked because I I was I basically just cyber stalked these guys to see what they were up to. Now I can't find uh <laughs> can't find information on the guy who played Stevie. Mm-hmm. The kid who plays uh, Chris, his dad owned a car dealership. Okay, and he owns a car dealership now. Okay, and so I think the guy was independently wealthy uh-huh. and was like, let's make a movie. <laughs> And called up whoever had a camera. Mm-hmm. I'm sure this was shot directly on video. This was not a Hollywood production. This was f- budgeted and shot and f- released in Arkansas mm-hmm. to home video. And he, you know, had his son star in it because he was. Uh, I think he made it. And hold your horses, kids. There's a sequel. What? <laughs> <laughs> I so I saw a, a trailer for a sequel, but I but I was like, oh, this is just like some fan made thing. Like no fan made. There's a Little Marines two. Okay. Um. But anyway, yeah. I I I think this is just a a vanity project. Uh huh. Basically for his kid. So so as someone that has seen this movie multiple times, I do have a couple questions. Um. There's a part where Stevie, he's the he's the kid with the mohawk. Uh. Stevie falls asleep. Uh, because he is tired from doing something. Eating 27 Snickers candy bars. Yeah, and he's dreaming about being this general. And while he's asleep, I'm assuming it's a water moccasin, swims up from the bauxite mine. Uh And it, like, goes, like, in between his legs. And I'm like, okay, this kid's going to get bit by a snake. And, like, something's going to happen. And then it just goes, keeps going, and it never, it doesn't. It's foreshadowing for their encounter with Snake. Well, but when they are actually encountering Snake, there's another part where there's another Snake, and like you see it, and I'm like, oh, oh, something, someone's gonna get bit, and someone's gonna die, but nothing ever happens with this. It snakes. leads you to believe, you know, something threatening is on the horizon, Brian. Mm-hmm. Actually, I have no idea. I'm sure they didn't have any sort of artistic <laughs> foreshadowing in this movie. Uh, here's what I always found interesting as a kid Mm -hmm. was that um you know to show how tough these guys are going to be the stevie character he decides to shave his head into a mohawk but to do so he uses electric clippers Mm -hmm. and and shaving cream Mm -hmm. which defeats the purpose like you don't put shaving cream and then electric clippers well they probably didn't have it then but there is shaving gel for electric clippers Brian, just go with this. <laughs> oh, okay. Work with me what here, you, dude. That, that is crazy. Yeah, I know. Can you believe it? Uh, so I'm, I just realized this clip probably won't play very well for people who are just listening to the show. But I just want to give you, what is this, a three-minute clip? Uh, I'll, 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 I'll tell you when to shut it off. Okay. So this is just a portion of the Do you want to talk over it while we're watching it? Mm, no. Okay. <laughs> well, here you go. All right, I will say something. They, they're riding their bikes through puddles. <laughs> and then they just spectacularly fall into the lake. Again, and again, and again. I'll let you know when they stop falling in the lake. They're a done. ton of water. I hear a motorcycle. The snake has There's a the snake. Well, I don't know. Yeah. Listen, listen. Because here's the snake. Closer. You boys are in big trouble. I have a gun. And I'm going to get you. Let's get out of here. 
I, it, you could have pretty much picked anywhere in the movie to mm-hmm. just, you know, let's pull a clip. Because anywhere would perfectly illustrate just how ramshackle this movie is, mm-hmm. how horrible the acting is, how uh, sporadic the plot line is, yes. how poor quality of filmmaking is displayed, but also how amazing it is. <laughs> It is something. I will say that. I could. I'm. I'm honestly surprised that this movie has not enjoyed a um, a riff tracks mm-hmm. or you know. Uh, Did you look to see if it had? It might. I doubt it. I have. No, I. I. I don't think it has. You, I mean, when you look up Little Marines, mm-hmm. nothing shows up. Oh, I for guess it. that's true. Um, but yeah, this is like Troll Two. This is, you know, the best worst. The worst. Wait best worst movie uh-huh for family entertainment the um there is someone did something with it because the quote-unquote trailer that i showed was for some midnight showing of it do you know do you recognize that logo no okay so it was for some midnight showing on august 16th on on something because and they made it they made that trailer that i played earlier for wow. it, so so well, someone somewhere someone else has seen this movie, Preston. I I have owned for years part two mm-hmm. on video cassette. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll, let me go back just a little bit. I found this movie like we used to as kids. You just scan the shelves of the video store. Mm-hmm. You know, something looks good on box art. Something seems like it might be good for the family. You read the back of it. This sounds cool. I'll check it out. And it it was so low quality. I'm like. It was the first movie I was like, how did this get made? How did this movie get made? And then I just became fascinated with it, and I watched it over and over again. And part of it, like I said, is because of how bad it is. But also, to get back to our point of the show, it really showed like what, how, you know, like what I would want to experience if I were camping with my friends. Mm-hmm. Right? No adult supervision. Mm-hmm. You build a teepee out of plastic tarping. <laughs> Uh, you run your bikes wherever you want to go and just fall in the lake over and over again. Mm-hmm. Uh, you eat you eat uh, sardines wrapped up in Snickers bars. Uh-huh. And then you reminisce about your dead friend around the campfire. <laughs> There's a lot of like really weird things in it where it's like, <laughs> like sure, his friend died from cancer. Uh, but then also there's like a part in the in the trailer thing. You see like this guy that's like, I thought he was a coyote. And like that kid who had the friend that died is like has this like daydream of like introducing this guy to his mom and him becoming his new stepdad. It's just, like really weird. <laughs> yeah. And then there's another part where they're flashbacking to the time they lip synced to a song <laughs> with bananas as yes. a microphone. Yes. I mean, I hope that we're describing this enough to make you go, what are they talking about? I have to see this movie. Um, so there is a, to what, did you finish your story about it, about watching it? Uh, yeah, well, so my problem is, is so I watched the entire movie and cause it's on YouTube. Um, yeah. and that's, that's what you sent me, but it ends before the ending. Like there, unless this is the ending, which honestly wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> they zip. They make a zip line, and they're zip lining into the bauxite mine, and then and then it just ends. And I was just like, <laughs> I had not felt so burned before <laughs> that I had watched this whole movie and to not see how it ended. Well, I, I and I told Brian, I honestly don't remember how it ends because it's been so long since I've seen it mm-hmm. because this movie is incredibly hard to find. Mm-hmm. So what I was starting to say earlier is that I have owned for a number of years a cassette tape of Little Marines Part 2. Mm-hmm. It's the, the actual feature, the, you know, the released one. But I, it's missing the, the box art. Mm-hmm. And I have been I have had a saved search for Little Marines VHS that has come up a few times and I've put in bids and I've lost every single time wow. for years. What's, this what's your... morning, oh, Brian, this morning, I was going to do some research to talk about how much they sell for, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. I go on there and I didn't expect to find anything. I was going to look at past auctions, see if anything popped up um, because I didn't get an email in my saved searches for it mm-hmm. because there was an, an auction listing for Little Marines 2. But the picture was of Little Marines 1. And I emailed the seller and I said, hey, is this just a stock photo? Your title and description say Little Marines 2, but your picture shows Little Marines, Mm -hmm. the original. If I were to buy this, would I receive part 2 
or part one. Mm-hmm. They came back and said, oh, thanks for catching that. It's the item as pictured. <gasps> I did not... I, 20 seconds passed between me receiving that email to me purchasing that copy for, hold your breath, folks, I paid $45 for this movie. That seems low for how rare this movie yes, is. Yes, the other auction, there, there is one currently available for buy it now. So mm. if, if we've sold this movie to you guys, you can go out and buy it right now <laughs> for $100. But uh, yeah, your boy got it for 45 and I'm going to let you uh, see the ending Thank for sure. God. Yes. <laughs> I, you know, I'm probably not going to sleep a single night until I can see the end of that movie. <laughs> so, you know... I hope that you guys have enjoyed listening to us talk about some camping memories, but I'm just glad that I finally got to get little Marines off my chest. I may have mentioned it here and there, Mm -hmm. but to do a deep dive and share what I loved as a kid. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad to spread that little Marine gospel. Well, Preston, if people that have also seen this movie want to talk to you about it, Where can they find you? Oh, they can find me on social media. I'm on Twitter, at Squared Stiff. I'm on Instagram. Um, you can email me at our show's email address, waybackattackshow at gmail.com. Uh, you can chat to me live on YouTube when mm-hmm. we uh, do our live streams. But, you know, and if you can't reach me, hit up my friend Brian. Where yeah. can they find you, Brian? You can find me at B.E. Grantham, but do not tell me the end of the movie because I'm going to be able to see it soon. Um, and then you can also find the show at wayback underscore attack. And don't forget, you too can be like Sean Ash and go to patreon.com forward slash wayback attack and um, put on some nostalgia goggles mm-hmm. or become a flashback, flashback fiend. fiend or producer. Yep. Um, you too, if you wanted to, could tell us uh, what show, what topic you would want us to cover. That's and right. So um, you can have some fun doing that. Uh, but uh, But yeah, man. Yeah, we've Good got times. we've got a uh, some more summer series coming up. Mm-hmm. So check back in two weeks on Tuesday nights at ten, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll have another fun summer topic. And until then, uh, hit us up on social or wherever, and you know, we'll see you soon. Don't forget retro trivia night coming That's up right. this Friday at ten. Right? Be there, or be square. Yep. Yep. All right. See ya.